0: And welcome to the BU, the Body Empowerment Unified podcast. I'm Hannah, the President. And I'm Rachel, the Vice President, and we represent the Body Image and Eating Disorder Awareness Club, also known as BDAC.
1: Started by high school students and centered in Los Angeles, California, by BDAC, the Body Image Eating Disorder Awareness Club. This podcast focuses on telling stories from those that have overcome eating disorders or have or are struggling with body image and self-love. Through this podcast, BDAC aims to spread positivity, kindness, share tips and tricks for self-care, and overall raise awareness about the importance of self-image and mental health. type of cancer that affects the retina of the eye, which processes light and sends visual signals to the brain. This cancer typically develops in young children and can be hereditary or non-hereditary. While the prime concern with retinoblastoma is obviously the threat it poses to a person's health and vision, it's also worth noting that cancer can have a significant impact on a person's body image. This is particularly true in cases where the cancer and its treatment result in visible changes to the body, such as in cases where amputations and removal surgeries are necessary these changes can be incredibly difficult for patients to deal with, as they may feel like they no longer recognize themselves or that they're being viewed differently by others. Additionally, the physical and emotional trauma of cancer can also lead to issues with self-esteem and confidence, which can further exasperate feelings of body image disturbance. It's important to remember that the impact of cancer on body image is a very real and often overlooked issue, and yet surviving and enduring it should be celebrated, seen, heard, and supported throughout their journey. Today, we sat down with Christy Lee, a teenage cancer survivor and high school senior who talks with us about her battle with retinoblastoma and how she learned to embrace her challenges with body image and find acceptance and pride in who she is.
0: Christy Lee is an 18-year-old senior in high school who at the age of three years old, was diagnosed with Group E retinoblastoma, an eye cancer common in children. Christie's condition had caused her right vision to be impaired, in which she underwent her first procedure to remove a tumor that took her right eye. Christy endured chemotherapy at the Children's Los Angeles Hospital and had an oculist, which helped her to receive her first prosthetic. In 2021, during the COVID pandemic, Christy had a second surgery to insert a peg into her eye and another to lift the eyelid to match. Today, she is proud of how far she has come despite previous complications. In her free time, Christy's interests include ice skating, cooking, and baking. She's also involved in TC's Odyssey of the Mind program, orchestra as a violinist, being a youth competitor in figure skating, and a princess on the Miss Temple City's Ambassador program. In the future, Christy plans on majoring in computer science and to pursue a career on the subject. She also hopes to encourage individuals alike to embrace their differences as they are part of who they are and should be proud to show it. So
1: just to start off with our first question, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with retinoblastoma
2: and how childhood cancer changed your outlook on life? So I was diagnosed with retinoblastoma at the age of three, and when I visited my optometrist, he realized that there was a white speck in my eye, and I think that's basically a sign for retinoblastoma, and I was called as an emergency case. So I was taken to Children's Hospital Los Angeles right away, like the very next day, and there at the hospital, we found out that my eye was in a stage E cancer, which means that the tumor in my eye was mostly kind of already filling up my eye. So most of my eye was already injured at that point. So the doctor kind of told my parents that there was really no way to save my eye. And so a week later, I had my eye removed in a surgery. And then six weeks later, um, I got my first prosthesis. And I think that childhood cancer really changed my outlook in life because I think it's just made me more optimistic about the future. And it's given me a different meaning of life, like living life to the fullest and like taking chances. And I think that not taking chances is failing before trying so yeah
0: yeah definitely I can't imagine like being so young and then your parents also having to experience that with you for the first time I know you're an only child I'm sure they had a lot of fears about that
1: I wanted to ask you like how did your diagnosis and your treatment how did that specifically
2: affect your body image and your self-esteem I don't think that I had like kind of thoughts about how I looked when I was younger, because at such a young age, you're not really concerned about how I look, how other people look. And I think that just really developed into when I was older, when like kind of kids in my class would start asking me, oh, why does your eye look different? And I think that question really stuck with me for a really long time, because it made me feel like an outcast, like, I would always change the topic um, by saying, you know, or just making up an excuse in general saying I was cross-eyed. I always felt like I had a secret to hide. And um, I always questioned how it would be to see the world from two pairs of eyes instead, just, instead of just one, because that was kind of the only world I knew. And I just felt very different knowing that my peers saw something different than I did
1: I'm honestly sorry to hear that but I mean it's good that honestly it didn't impact you that much because like you said like it was an early age but still like kids are curious I guess you can't blame them either but then like on the other hand can't blame you either so it's just
2: (laughs) no I completely understand like I think that the kids were just curious it's not it's not their fault Um, But yeah, that definitely made me feel insecure. Was there anyone else or
0: something else that had helped you during your treatment, maybe gave you support or any role models that you could have looked up to that you could relate to even?
2: I think because I was diagnosed and treated at such a young age, I think that I only found that comfort in my parents. So I think that's why. Me and my parents have a really close relationship in that sense, because at that point, I didn't go to school yet. I never went to preschool, and I just didn't have that many friends. Um, But that kind of changed as I got older, when I had to get my second surgery, um, that was during the pandemic. I think that was when I felt really insecure. And after that kind of pandemic point, where everybody had to stay in their house, I think that when I went back to hanging out with my friends, they never questioned like how I looked and they always treated me the same. So that normality in such a time of confusion for me kind of made my life more normal. So that kind of made me feel welcome and liked. Hmm. So yeah. I'm honestly
1: so glad to hear that you had like such a good support system in your life. Like I know that having a support system is honestly like such like necessary thing to be able to better
0: recover. I think it's really brave to be like your true self and I think that's why what we really want to tell on this podcast trying to learn confidence like no matter your uniqueness no matter how different you are you kind of like embrace that and now that you talk about how confident you are and how more embracive of your natural self and how more comfortable you start to become, especially speaking about your story with the Miss TC program. I wanted to ask you on a scale about one to 10, where do you think your confidence is now today? And obviously you talked about improvement, but how do you express that?
2: I think that right now I'm at an A. I think that my self image and my self-esteem has greatly improved compared to when I was like 16, because that was when I was really insecure. But I think that it just takes time to, you know, improve that kind of vision of yourself. I often hear people say, like, oh, I'm at a 10 now. But I feel like in a sense, that's not true. I feel like there's always this kind of doubt in your mind that just tells you, oh, like, this is not right, this is not good. But um, I think that I've been able to improve just because I've been more open about my problems, like my challenges. And I think voicing that part of my life has made me kind of like relieve myself in a way from all this like kind of anxiousness. Just kind of telling people has made me feel a lot better I have nothing to hide now so that's great i think that's great being more transparent
0: and you know really i could keep saying this embracing it and accepting that i definitely see that through you telling more speeches and then even having that platform on the miss temple city program to speak about that and inform other people what retinoblastoma is i think it's really eye-opening and educating and just bringing a lot of awareness about that
1: yeah and building off hannah how is sharing your story, either today on the podcast or with your peers, or through the Miss TC program, boosted your self appreciation and your self confidence towards
2: feeling kind of pride in the challenges that you overcome? I think that talking about the Miss TC program, it's really helped me kind of push myself to share my challenges because I think before um, the program. I didn't really talk about it at all because we just got out of the pandemic. But because we had to do our platforms and talk about what implement or change we wanted to implement in the community, um, I really wanted to talk about something that was really personal to me. So I felt like because I was a child that went through cancer, I wanted to help other kids that were going through that because I know how insecure like teenagers can be just going through that with that extra like kind of challenge just wanted like made me want to help others more and um just sharing the story to my friends and other people who have had cancer have made me feel less alone like I shared my story to Survivor members for the Relay for Life of Temple City. And I'm really glad that they enjoyed the story because I know that some people in that crowd during the dinner just kind of related to me in a way that they knew what it was like to kind of feel weak and just kind of feel stuck in life. So I think I've grown to talk more about the challenges and just accept the fact that I went through that and keep on growing yeah
0: definitely I think when you mentioned that you came out of your shell more through telling your story and it just became easier to say it Um, and it even helped others I think that's amazing I think Mm -hmm. you know being able to tell other people and other people to relate with that that's powerful and I think that day when you said that speech, I remember I was there too. I think Christy did an amazing job and looking in the crowd, so many people felt so it felt so relatable, but they also empathized with that as well because those were adults going through that. I remember being like, I, I can't imagine again, like seeing a child go through and see those people might all look different from one another. They all went through the same thing, all a similar experience. Going into that, I wanted to ask, not just like in our community, of course, being able to be at that cancer relay for life and being, you know, appreciated and and seen in a community. Do you feel like maybe the media represents or advocates for cancer survivors or even people with disabilities well? Do you see yourself
2: maybe being represented? I think that it's a yes and a no question. I do think that there's more representation for adults. It's not perfect, but there's more um definitely less for children just because we don't have as much voice in kind of like social media. Well, we do kind of now, but not in terms of the cancer survivors and the people with disabilities. And um I think that the media often kind of tells us to be okay. It's okay, like um, you don't have to be scared, but I think that going through what I had to go through, I've learned that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be scared. It's a learning process that you just have to go through and you just have to be optimistic about kind of leading your life to the fullest. And I think that the media should really focus on the fact that children are still growing, their mindsets are still developing. And of focusing on the fact that you know sometimes children are more insecure since they're kind of just trying to find themselves their identities so kind of in the midst of all that confusion the media just needs to focus on teenagers or children being more insecure and uh working on their identities more
1: yeah do you have any like specific advice like now that you're an adult that you would give your younger self or maybe like any other kids facing cancer, or any other life threatening
2: illness? I think that if I were to talk to my younger self, I would tell myself to keep going, just kind of persevere through your challenges. Optimism is really important to me. And I think that I didn't always have it. And I think that I needed to go through my my challenges to kind of learn how to kind of get that skill. Just take risks, because you never know what's gonna happen like I did with Miss TC. I did not know that I was going to even join because I just never thought that it would be something that was right for me. Um, But it's enabled me to share my story to more people And I think that it gives me comfort just knowing that people know that they're not alone. Um, And I just want to tell my younger self, just be grateful for what you have because I know that some people in the world can't afford medical treatment. Like my parents did sometimes there's not enough resources for that and just I want to tell my younger self that you're a very lucky person for how you were kind of like, I guess, hospitalized like in the past.
0: Yeah. I think what you mentioned about your challenges, I think, and trying to find your identity and then also making sure that kids give themselves room to grow, but then also appreciate you know, learn to appreciate the world, appreciate their parents, appreciate those who support them. I think that's universal. I think something that we all really need to know. And I thank you for reminding us about that. And now I want to talk about as a senior in high school, you know, you're getting ready for college, ready to explore maybe different pursuits. And I know you're very interested in computer science. Is there anything you want to do maybe for the future? Is there anything to look forward to maybe?
2: I think I'm just looking forward to finding myself, finding who I am. I think that at this age, and especially with a lot of other people at my age, we're just trying to find their identities, like trying to find their place in the world, our purpose. Um, The world is just really big. And like, I think that because we just sometimes live in such a small mindset. We just need to explore things that kind of go out of our comfort zone. And for me, one of those things was just expressing, you know, my past retinoblastoma, which I am very glad to have accomplished in my life. And I just kind of want to inspire others to be optimistic. Um, I try to do it with my friends now when they've got like a bad grade on their test. I tell them, you can't really change it because you can't change the past and I just want to persevere through my um, challenges in the future. I always tell myself to look towards tomorrow and not yesterday because I think that tomorrow has just unlimited opportunities that you can kind of get and you might miss chances if you're not looking forward yeah
0: i think i think i love what you mentioned you said like don't look at the past you can only move forward you know just keep improving and i see that every day i'm so so grateful christy that you're able to share this with us and give us like those words of wisdom this episode is brought to you by beat Act and produced and written by diana shadeva and hannah Kwok. We'd like to thank our guest speaker, Christy Lee, for sharing her story with us, as well as hosts and supporters in the process of this publishing. We hope you enjoyed this episode and can't wait for you to listen to more. Don't forget to follow us at TCHSBDAC, that's b spelled B-I-E-D-A-C on Instagram, where you can view our club activities, posts, and contact information. If you would like to be featured in a future episode, please reach out to us through our email, BDACClub at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to be you.